Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack podcast where we download this week's gaming news and we bring it straight to you. We're uh, we're on our second try of episode 81. Um, we, gave it a, we gave it a good try last week. Uh, ended up having some technical issues with the audio. So, uh, so we didn't have an episode last week, but <laughs> now we're here officially with episode 81. Interestingly enough, there's a lot of uh, new news from last week that kind of overlaps into this week's news. So kind of worked out because there really wasn't as much to talk about last week as compared to this week. So we're here to talk about some games. Um, as you guys know, I'm your co- I'm your host, Denzel, a.k.a. Black Ice 8. I'm joined by my co-host each and every week on all the various platforms, Spotify, um, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. You got my boy Manny, a.k.a. Goodmaster Flex, over to my right. If you're watching us, what's going on, Manny? Recouping, hooping, scooping, and but, doing. But not pooping. Oh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> guys, Very sorry. concise on the no pooping. All right, all right, all right. Well, you know, we always stay gooping out here. Thank you for that, Mr. Mister Goop. Uh, but, you know, we got my boy down low here, Mr. 525. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, gentlemen? It's another day, another dollar. It's time to talk about some goddamn games. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Hey, Chris, you know, um, I know you have something special for us now. You know, we're, we're switching up the way. Well, we're not switching on necessarily the way we do things, but, you know, we, we have a change to our, our standard protocol. So I'm going to let you tell the people a little bit about it, right? All right. Yeah, no, I mean, we ain't changing nothing too crazy. You know what I'm saying? We just, you know, trying to get some better theming going. Um, so we're going to be, uh, just changing from the word icebreaker to now calling it the buffer, which I think is uh great because it gets us started, you know, in our conversation about gaming. So going forward, ain't no more got to retire it. Y'all I'm sorry. Or maybe we use it in another way at some point, but the ding, it's gone. Yo, it's gone. We'll come up with something better. But anyways. This week's buffer. Um, name a celebrity that you would not mind playing in an RPG video game as. Um, pretty simple, straightforward. For me, it would be um, it's kind of like a two-part question or two-part answer, I guess I should say. I would love to see an RPG about uh, Biggie and Pac. I would love to play a game like that. Um. This, that story for me has always been a very fascinating one. There's still a lot of loose ends to the story, uh, clearly because we still don't even know much about how they actually, or not how they died, but who killed them. Um, I also think you, they would be cool because you could add a component to the game that's almost like, I don't want to say Guitar Hero-esque, but kind of like Guitar Hero, but like you're not really trying to like master how to rap, per se. You're more so trying to master how to have a good performance. Does that make any sense? So like, it's almost like, um, what do they call them again? The little quick time events, QTEs or whatever, them things. It's almost kind of like that, but with like precise timing with the beats and shit that are playing in the background. So like, as you do that shit through a song, your performance becomes more lively. You're able to get more crowd reactions and maybe they can have like a crowd meter or something like that in there. And you're overall just trying to like, outperform the other person 
while at the same time going through the storyline of, you know, them growing up where they grew up on respective coasts and, you know, you could do the east side, you could do the west side, and that's two way different things in terms of, like, you know, California, New York. Um, you could even intertwine the stories halfway through because they're connected, you know? So it's, it's a lot of cool things you could do with an RPG like that, and I would be totally here for it. Um, imagining Suge Knight <laughs> in video game form is mad funny to me. Like, that, 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 man, I'm so, what? That's the villain. Yeah, That's yeah. the villain of the story right there. Yeah. He killed them both. But, like, <laughs> would he? <laughs> yeah, he'd be so mad if this game came out because he was like, yo, they're trying to slander my name, bro. They trying hey, he to locked slander up. my name. He ain't doing shit. I think so. Last I heard, I think he was locked up. Yeah, he locked up. But, man, that would be mad funny. But, dude, I'm telling you, I'm here for that story all around. If you give us a good world where, like, I can actually explore. Like, I imagine Biggie and Best Eye or whatever, when he was growing up, and he's out on these corners battle rapping and doing all this stuff and the bodegas and da 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 And I'm like, that's cool, man, to be able to wake up in your room, put on your coogee shit or whatever, go downstairs, you fucking with the bros, and, like, you're literally progressing through his life, but every time you have to really do a performance, you got to nail these QTEs. And, yeah, you just keep on going through the story that way. It's like a mixture of, like, a Telltale game some some guitar hero aspects and like I don't know I guess a smidge of some stuff you would get from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that was, but, that was yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> the Grand Theft Auto yeah. aspect of it. Uh-huh. Um, damn, it's funny though. I wasn't it made me like reformulate my answer a little bit because I wasn't thinking about it <clears throat> as a serious question. Like I I thought <laughs> I really I really like the way you framed it. It was just like name a celebrity whose life you wouldn't or you wouldn't mind playing as an RPG. And I really wasn't thinking of it like, like, uh, it's, it's almost like a biopic, but in video form or like video game form. Yeah. yeah so like, yeah. I wasn't thinking of it that way. I was just thinking like some fun one-off, per- like who would you like to play in a video game and be like silly or whatever? I, like you made me completely reformulate my answer. So, um, I mean, you could still go with whatever you had. Either well, way, it still counts. It, I mean, I'm gonna let you go first regardless. It's just funny to me. Like, I like it. It's funny how, like, you perceive things when you read them on paper versus when, you know, somebody mm. like says that out loud to you. It's like, yeah, it completely changed the way I was thinking about it. Um, but yeah, Mania, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I know this guy. I wouldn't really say he's a celebrity, but he, I mean, he is well known. But if I had to choose somebody's life that I had to play as an RPG, I think it's only right that I go with. You know, El Chapo over here because my man out here breaking out of presents. He's living GTA in real life. You know what I'm saying? He's so, Scar- that's Scarface. He's Scarface, right? Hey, Scarface. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we out here playing as the biggest drug lord, you know, going through whatever he goes through. I, we don't know. But, you know, you put in a video game for him and, you you know, you tell your story your own way. I'm telling you, it's a, I would say it's a GTA what, game that is being ready to uh, be made. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm here say, for that, too. I would say, you know what I'm saying? Just build your own story. Be like, okay, this is what he did when he broke out of prison and shit. Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I I feel like... I feel like I would like to see the exact story from him. Just to... I, I feel like his 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 story, like, the, the essence of his story has already been captured in, like, so many different mediums, like... Like like I said, Scarface, 
you could argue Vice City is largely, you know, like his life as well. And there's you know a bunch of other things that have been brought up. But I would definitely be really interested to see, like, an actual video game biopic of his life because that would be dope. Um, damn. So, so my first thought when I read this, like I said, was something silly. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I love to play a Snoop Dogg. That would be fun, like, to be, like, fucking around in, like, Saints Row as Snoop Dogg and just be high all the time and, like, be yeah. Snoop, you know, who he is. Then when you when you hit me with the more serious shit, I was like, you know what? It would be dope to just be NWA. That would be fire. They, I don't know. I don't know if they would let that rock. I mean, they've already, they've already, like, they've had multiple shows, um, well, a TV show yeah. and a movie. I think they would, I think they let it rock. I think they would definitely. I would be fired. I would be here for that. Yeah. I definitely would be. That I, would know, be fired. NWA, like the whole, like their whole story, playing that out as a video game. That would Yo, be crazy. Do you think there's ever a possibility that GTA could ever do something like that, where they just take an actual storyline, not some shit they they made up, but just some shit like what you're talking about, and just said, "Yo, this is Grand Theft Auto." I don't know, uh, NWA edition or some shit like that. Do you think that's possible to ever happen? I don't think it would ever happen because of how they approached that franchise. But I would love to see the, the Rockstar team do that as like a side project. Like, I don't know. They Like I said, they wouldn't call it Grand Theft Auto, but I guess the closest thing I can think of in my mind for like a title is like GTA Stories colon NWA or, or um, Biggie and Tupac or, you know, like... Like any of those types of stories, I would love to see them do something like that. But I just I don't feel like they would brand it with the Grand Theft Auto tagline. Mm. And I don't think they would necessarily need to either, right? Because you'd already have the the notoriety of the the studio's name, but yeah, also sure. like the 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 name of whoever story you're telling be a thing. But yo, I would love to see like I I would have to imagine that that might be like maybe five to ten years off, right? Like like somebody who's who's like growing up now or like you know, being bigger in the the culture of, like, the hip-hop and whatnot now. And, like, you know, when their time comes and somebody approaches them for, like, making a, a biopic, they're like, yo, let's turn that into a video game and then just have that be a thing. Like, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. For, for those of you who are watching, you know, would you guys like to see something like that? Would you guys um, want to see, like, a, spe- a specific artist? Like, I don't know. I mean, Drake wouldn't be. I don't think it'd be particularly interesting. <laughs> I would not Drake, want to play a Drake, Drake RPG. I'm awesome. But you know what I mean. Like, I mean, he's 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 one of the biggest names in hip hop. So that's the only reason his name came up. But I definitely. I don't. You, know, you <laughs> want to play through the first couple years as the Degrassi guy? Like, you know, I don't want to do that. That's not fun. <laughs> fun. I want to be Jimmy. on these streets. I'm trying to be out in the hood, man. I don't want to do this. Hell not. Damn. Yeah. I. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Maybe Drake's got some crazy stuff in his his past that we don't know about. And it, it, maybe it yeah, he's running through the six with his woes. There, my dude. there you go. I, I, don't know. I don't know. You know how that shit go. <laughs> you know how that shit go. <laughs> but yeah, guys, let us know what you guys think. You know, if there's a specific uh, artist or you know, act, just celebrity in general who you think would have a really interesting um, biopic video game type of thing. Video. What, what do you? Bio game? I don't know. What would be the term for that? <laughs> Bio game. That's the best I could come uh, up with. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you would call that. 
I get the feeling Carrot Top would have a really interesting game too. Carrot Top. Carrot Top is a weird looking guy, and I know nothing about his origin. Isn't he like, you know, I'm not even going to say that because that's going, that could be like slander, deformation. I'm not going to say nothing. But I feel like I've heard some interesting stories about him. But either way, we uh, we digress. We move on to the uh, to the gaming news. <laughs> oh man! So we gonna start off with um <clears throat> with Gamescom. Gamescom is coming up very soon. Um, I think it's officially starting on the twenty fourth, which would be next week. Next week. Wednesday. Next week Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. so. Opening night live with Jeff Keeley. That typically happens the night before, so or the day before. So actually, no, I think it's Thursday because wait, Jeff Keeley's thing. Oh, this says the event will kick off on Wednesday the twenty third. Oh, okay. So, so article that we were reading from Video Games Chronicle, and not to like call them out in a negative way, but um, in the article it mentioned that the opening night live is happening Wednesday, August twenty third, but it's actually Tuesday, August twenty third. So um, the 24th is Wednesday. The 23rd is Tuesday. So opening night live is going to be taking place at that point in time. Um, And Jeff Keighley has been kind of, you know, as he does, you know, building the hype a little bit um, just to, you know, get some awareness out there about the fact that this opening night live is happening. I think he for me, he seems a little bit more confident this time about talking about things in comparison to the. uh, what do they call it? The Summer Games Fest event, or whatever. Some Summer Games Fest Live. Um, I think personally, I think he's got more to talk about. This time. Uh, so you know, we'll see what happens. But alas, I- I'll read off the excerpt from the uh, Video Games Chronicle here. So, Opening Night Live is uh, Jeff Keighley's regular pre-show for the German Expo. The German Expo being Gamescom, uh, which is set to take place in Cologne as an in-person event for the first time since 2019. So again, they mentioned in the article that it's going to kick off Wednesday, August 23rd, but it's actually Tuesday. Um, It's going to include over 30 games. Um, Let's see here. And they mentioned that more than 20 games will be on stage. Uh, Keely said it's going to be a big spectacle. We have some very cool guests that are coming to Germany to join us on stage as well to reveal their games and showcase new content. So he goes on to say in this article that there are are specific uh, creators that had things that they were supposed to show off at the Summer Games Fest that they didn't, and it got pushed. Um, I have some theories on on one of them at the very least, but, uh, you know, basically this is all just drumming up some hype for this stuff, right? Uh, I think we've all talked about how, you know, um, disappointed we were in the way things went down with E3. You know, we were expecting bigger games, you know, th- things along those lines. The the one thing that Jeff Keighley's confirmed is that we're going to actually get gameplay footage from Goat Simulator 3. Not, you know, that's a big deal for some people. That game is huge, and I don't understand why, but, like, I also have to respect it kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, do anything but respect it, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just like, you know, we, we just got to accept it. But... Yeah. Before before I get you guys' opinions on what you think might be at the show, or you know if this is something that we're going to be excited about, I will mention that we are going to we want we're not going to live stream it because it's going to be taking place like at two p.m. our time, so we'll be oh we'll all be at work, but um, we are going to try to record right after you know like that that evening to get uh, a show up to you guys and kind of give our reactions for what whatever gets shown off because I do think it's going to be a big show. I do think there's going to be a couple 
big announcements that, you know, we're definitely going to want to talk about. One of which I really think is this Kojima project that leaked right at E3. Um, <clears throat> I think it, it leaked the day before uh, Jeff's thing at E3, the Summer Games Fest Live thing. And I think Kojima is such a big um, stickler or he's very particular about how his things get presented to the world that I think he probably kind of took a step back after that leak. And I think this is this might be where he decides to actually step out and show it off to the world. Because, you know, we all talked about like the fact that the show ended on The Last of Us Part Two felt a little weird. Like it felt like there there was there should have been that one more thing. And I feel like, you know, this this uh, Kojima game, I think they're they're saying it might be called Overdose or something along those lines. Um, I think that would have been a really good way to end the show and have people talking back then. So, you know, it being missing was definitely. It was felt for sure. And then also the fact that, you know, Microsoft then has their uh, press conference the next, I think, what? Summer Games Fest Live was Thursday. Microsoft's thing was Sunday. So he shows up at Microsoft's thing just to say, hey, we're working together and that's it. Nothing to show. Everybody thought that those two things were kind of weird. And so I think, you know, putting two and two together, I think we may actually see something um, at this opening night live at Gamescom. But what else are you guys expecting to see? Do you guys think we will be seeing something from Kojima? I'm going to start with you, Chris, this time around. So uh, what do you think, man? Um, yeah, I, I just kind of feel like this whole year in terms of gaming news in general, it's just, it's in more light than we expected it to be so far. So if you're in a position where you got to choose between having a heavy hitter announcement either in the summer or to cap off the year and head into next year, I think it's probably a better idea to save it for uh, what we're probably going to get with the Gamescom stuff. Um, but yeah, I do agree. I do think he sounds a lot more confident in what we're uh, going to be getting. I, I don't know if it's the Kojima thing. It might be. Um, but if it's not that, I would expect something on a similar level. Uh, or maybe even an announcement of something that's getting worked on or something like that. But um, yeah, I'm expecting both this and then also the Game Awards later on this year to kind of have some good stuff in it. Um, just because... I don't want to say this year was a wash because it's still not over yet. But in a lot of ways, I think, you know, after we're in 2023 and we're in 2024 and we got some of those games in our hands, we're going to look back and be like, 2022 was decent. But like, it it kind of was a little bit of a wash in terms of like what we're getting now, you know? So, um, in terms, of, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's Kojima game, but I, I think we're going to get something big. Something's coming. And he's got something in the tuck. And I think he probably had it in the tuck for whatchamacallit, but he was like, uh, nah, I'm going to save this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to save this. I don't think I want to put this out there yet because this, this is just some good shit. Um, well, I think he even went on to say, like, the people weren't, people just weren't ready to show things off. So I, I really do think, yeah. I think it's like he had no choice, you know. But it's it's funny that you mentioned the, you know, like 2022 being a wash. I really do think that that's the, if, if Elden Ring didn't drop this year. Yeah. It would be dry, dry. Like, remember, Elden Ring was supposed to drop at the end of last year. Well, at least that was that was the speculation. The expectation was that it was supposed yeah. to drop last fall. So, if it actually had, imagine where we would be right now. But we would, I mean, the the tentative game of the year. I guess Horizon would probably be the tentative game of the year. Um, which but you like know, by default, though, yeah. not because of competition. You but, know, That's... but but at the same time, it, it's not like it's a bad game. You know, like it's it yeah, actually sure. is a good game. It does deserve to be in that conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's crazy because I really do think even, even if God of War smacks 
<laughs> like I, I still think Elden Ring is like the de facto game of the year. It's just, it was just such a phenomenon, like a force. Um, I would love, love to see some DLC at uh, at that opening night live. By the way, that would be fantastic because I've been hearing a little bit more about. Elden Ring lately, like, you know, it like accidentally popped up as a potential um, Xbox cloud gaming thing. That's going to be people are like, oh, maybe in Game Pass. It may not be because I know Microsoft's trying to put more games that aren't in Game Pass in the cloud streaming stuff. So it would, you know, it'd be kind of a cool thing to coincide with actual DLC being announced. I've been I've been dying to get back into that game and I've been dying to get Chris into that game. That should have been our stream last uh the other day, by the way, that should have been it. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You're right. Ooh, yeah, we got to get that going, man. This is this is my uh, obligatory like once a week month moments to try to get Chris to play Elden Ring because it literally is the game of the year. Um, it's amazing. Shit. But uh, Manny, sorry, I took up a little bit of your time there. But what do you think about you know the show? What are you expecting to see? Do you think we're gonna get the Kojima thing? Am I just being a little too uh, hopeful? What's up? Uh, I'm gonna be a little more hopeful than you. All right, because you know with these recent rumors of GTA Six, I'm hoping we get at least something <laughs> here. Oh, you I want know one, You want one. Oh man, my guy loaded the clip. I, I want for the home run. You know what I'm saying? You just you just want for the the base hit. I'm going for the home run. I want to see GTA Six if it's coming out. You know, at least rumored to be next March to April of 2024. Then you know what I'm saying we gotta have something. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, if it, if that if those rumors are true, I mean, they're all rumors. We should all take it to the grain of salt. But I'm like, you know, seasoning the whole piece of meat. You know what I'm saying? I want GTA six. So. If, if Jeff gets GTA, bro. Well, see, that was what I was going to ask. Wouldn't Rockstar just do their own little announcement instead of giving it to somebody like this? You would think, but but so this is the, this is the thing I've said about Rockstar. They are very unpredictable, right? And and they usually just go to the beat of their own drum. And I feel like they don't tend to show up to these things. But I feel like it would be the most rock star thing for them to just <laughs> pop up out of nowhere at this thing and just be like, hey, guys. hey GTA 6, <laughs> boom. And just like fucking... They don't even have to pop up. They could just be like, we've got a brand new trailer from a franchise you guys love. And then it's like... That's, that is exactly how... That is exactly how Jeff would present it, though. <laughs> Like, he wouldn't give it any fanfare. He would just be like, I think you guys are really going to like this one. Boom. And they just walk off. And, and, like, and you're going to see the Rockstar logo and the crowd goes wild. Oh, man. Oh. That would be wild. Whatever day it is that that, that trailer drops, man. Internet's I'm hoping. Lose its mind. I'm hoping the, the Summer Games Fest or, or um, Opening Light Life or... Sony one, the PlayStation so- showcase, yeah, because I know Rockstar and PlayStation got the little thing going on together. I don't know what it is, but you know they always seem to be showing their things there. So, yes, sir, yes, sir. That's- oh man, I you know we can't we can't get into the GTA conversation again, man, because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna derail let's, the whole show. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. let's 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 get this back on the rails, guys. Um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We, we basically wait to see what we see from opening night live. Um, you know, like like I said, it's coming Tuesday, August 23rd at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So we'll definitely be watching. We will be, uh, you know, greatly anticipating whatever is shown off, whether it's, uh, you know, this Kojima thing, whether it's GTA, whether it's something else entirely. You know, we're, we're happy to be getting some more gaming news because it's it's been a little bare. It's been a little bare. 
since E3 for sure. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're happy to have a little bit more to talk about. Um, and of course, you know, like, like I said, we'll, we'll bring you some news from that. Um, you know, we'll have our reactions and stuff to talk about, but I want to move on to our, uh, our last topic for today. And it, it, it leads into something that, you know, we were talking about last week. Unfortunately, we couldn't get that episode out, but you know, there's been this, this, this giant back and forth since Microsoft is kind of in their final stages of acquiring Activision Blizzard. Um, you know, they're going through the different regulatory committees, and I believe it was the Brazilian and the New Zealand one that that kind of garnered up some news two weeks ago in regards to Sony saying that, you know, Call of Duty is a, an essential franchise that no no other company could come close to making a game like this. You know, it's 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 in a league of its own, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, we all we all talked about it and we all basically chalked it up to a bunch of bullshit. Uh, <laughs> basically, you know, it was it, Sony just either either but her or just trying to be pretty strategic about, you know, trying to kill this deal, because obviously, you know, it puts Microsoft in a great position to sell more Game Pass, <laughs> sell more Game Pass, sell more consoles, um, just just put them in a better, better situation than they're in right now. And funny enough, you know, the, the, the story around that is not over. It's not over at all. <laughs> so. Microsoft kind of came back swinging, uh, you know, clapping back at, at a lot of these these claims that Sony has made. And um, I'll just kind of get into a lot of this. So this this is another article from Video Game Chronicles here. And I'm just going to just going to this. This is going to be a long one. So just bear with me here. But basically, they read um, last month. Sony told the Brazilian regulatory body uh, that the deal would influence players switch from PlayStation to Xbox. At the time, it argued that Call of Duty is so popular that it influences users' choice of console. And its community of loyal users is entrenched enough that even if a competitor had the budget to develop a similar product, it would not be able to rival it. So now Microsoft has uh, has responded to this this acquisition, accusation or, or just the statement, I guess, in general. And in the report... Microsoft notes that while numerous third parties, and we talked about this, um, you know, amongst ourselves last week too, you know, basically a number of third parties like Ubisoft, Bandai Namco, um, Warner Brothers was in there, uh, you know, a couple different ones. They all gave responses to the regulatory committee, um, and Sony was the only company that came that Call of Duty was in fact in a genre of its own with no competition. Um, so there's a quote here: only one third Sony presented materially different opinions than the applicants and the other third parties consulted by the SG. Um, Sony is an, is isolated in its understanding and curiosity even contradicts itself in the response to the letter as they go on to then detail. Um, Microsoft goes on to state that Sony doesn't want to see Call of Duty games on Game Pass on day one because it's resentful of having to compete. This is an exact quote. It's resentful of having to compete with Microsoft subscription service. I think this is also one of those things we talked about amongst ourselves that that that's kind of, that's kind of a, you know, I, I think I think Microsoft's like taking off the gloves a little bit because they're kind of annoyed <laughs> about this whole situation. You know, it's just like y'all, y'all full of shit basically is what they're saying here. <laughs> so they go on to say Sony's, Sony's public statements on subscription games and its response to the letter are clear. Sony doesn't want attractive subscription services to threaten its dominance in the digital distribution market for console games. So, in other words, Sony's scared. Um, Actually, they, they go on to say, in other words, Sony rails against the introduction of new monetization models capable of challenging its business model. 
Um, Microsoft also denies the claim that Call of Duty is a category in of itself, despite the fact that it has loyal following. So they go on to say again, stating that Call of Duty has a loyal following in a, in a premise from which it does not follow from the conclusion that the game itself is its own gaming category. They say that Sony owns PlayStation and also has a loyal basis of fans. And basically, if you try to make the correlation that Sony has a loyal basis of fans, that somehow PlayStation is in a category of its own, which obviously it's not. Um, so just kind of fast forwarding through a lot of this. The big thing that a lot of people have been talking about here, and I think this is something that we've explored on the podcast in the past, but <clears throat> they go on to say, actually, I'll read this again verbatim. So Microsoft's head of gaming uh, has subsequently confirmed its intentions to continue to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation platforms. However, it was later claimed that Activision Blizzard is contractually committed to releasing only the next three Call of Duty games on PlayStation consoles. Um, now, in Microsoft's response to all of this stuff, they basically have gone on to say, I'm trying to find the exact quote because I'm missing it here. Oh, it also alleges that Sony actively tries to hamper Game Pass growth by paying its developers uh, to block rights to adding their games to Game Pass. Now, that's a that's a pretty big claim to say out loud, you know, and I think we've all kind of seen some evidence to that. But they're literally saying here, you know, with, without getting too deep into the wording, they're literally saying that Play, PlayStation has paid in the past to make sure the games can't go on Game Pass. Um, through exclusivity deals and all those types of things, which is honestly what makes a lot of this conversation really weird to me. And I think weird to a lot of people is like Sony has been pretty big about exclusivity in the past. Like they have paid for exclusive marketing deals. They paid for games to be exclusive entirely. We know that like the Final Fantasies of the world, you know, they've been exclusive for quite some time. Um, I think the, what is it? Final Fantasy VII Remake is still exclusive to PlayStation platforms. And I think it was heavily rumored that, Sony paid for that. Um, you know, we don't have necessarily any proof per se, but, you know, it's it seems like kind of obvious. Like, why wouldn't you put it on other platforms? You could probably make more money that way. So the, the first thing that comes to mind is I remember way back when I wish I could remember the episode, but we, we were talking about it, you know, over a year ago that Sony had a deal with uh, Capcom around Resident Evil Village and how, you know, the, uh, basically they had a marketing deal with Sony that somewhere in there somewhere in that documentation basically said that you couldn't put it on a competitor streaming service it didn't necessarily outline game pass per se but um you know obviously if you can read between the lines you understand exactly what they're trying to do so with all of that being said Manny I'm gonna start with you on this one this seems like uh pretty obvious stuff but at the same time you know what do we think about the idea that Sony has been paying to block games from game pass I mean, it shows that Sony itself is pretty salty about, especially this whole acquisition about uh, Activision. You know, we know Sony has their amazing first party games such as God of War, Horizon, stuff like that. But like, realistically, you know, you can only play single player games for so long compared to games like Call of Duty War. You know, everybody buys it pretty much. You know, that's like majority who is casuals and loves their competitive shooters or whatever they, they play Call of Duty because that's what it is it's a casual game or it's a competitive game depending on how you look at it it's a fun game for everyone and all that kind of stuff especially with Warzone like being as big as it was when it first came out so they know you know the value of Call of Duty and I just think it's hilarious how they're still being salty about it in the sense of saying oh like 
this game is like the game. If Microsoft holds it, like all oh, we're all in trouble because they're gonna all go to Xbox and there's gonna be no PlayStation. As if like they're not confident on their own exclusives. So like you know, they're they're just complaining about oh if they hold it and then they got their own subscription service and that's it, like the competition's over. But in reality, like they just started their own subscription service and in my opinion, like they can easily compete with Microsoft by putting their own games in the subscription service. But instead of what they're doing is just like they're holding their AAA games that people love the most and just like selling you the subscription service that's like, in my opinion, pretty mid. And it's not really like something that kind of like hooks you. So if you want to compete, how about you take the sacrifice of that price point of $70 per game and put, you know, your AAA titles in Game Pass to really compete? Because in the end, you know, like you make make these great titles, but like if only like a couple million people are buying the game, then it's like really not worth it in the end. But if you have in the uh, subscription, then you got like tens of millions of people already subscribed, and you know, like it's a good benefit for you. Thousand percent, thousand percent. You know, like they're they're salty because they know Call of Duty is like half what people play. I feel like, you know, the people that say PlayStation is better. 90% 90% of the time, only play Call of Duty casually and <laughs> like 2K and stuff like that. Games that are cross platform. And then, like, if Microsoft decides to just be like, all right, you know, you want to be like that? Exclusive Game Pass only subscriptions, and you know, it's over. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I really still don't think Microsoft's going to do that with Call of Duty in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does, they would make a lot of money off of PlayStation platforms. But <clears throat> I do think when you, when you end up taking a look around and you're like, all right, well, you know, I could pay. Uh, I can't remember what it like equates out to for, for the year, but you know, whatever. I, I think, I think it's 15 bucks a month for game pass ultimate. Right. So you do whatever math on that. You can, but if you figure that out and you're like, all right, every, every year I'm gonna get the latest call of duty for free, you know, essentially. And then I'll also get whatever, you know, whatever other games it is that that roll through the pipeline, right? Like the stuff that ends up on EA Access. I, I think eventually, you know, we all think the Ubisoft Plus thing will be a thing um, on Game Pass. So, like, when you start to think about the value behind those things, you know, oh, the uh, Starfield and, you know, Forza and the latest Gears of War and, you know, the latest Halo and so on and so forth. You start to really take a look at every single thing that's coming along with that. It's like, well, why would I continue paying 70 bucks to get, you know, this game or that game on PlayStation? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm sure like people will still keep their PlayStation to to play like this, the latest Spider-Man game. And, you know, the, those couple games that seem to transcend the platform. But Call of Duty is definitely the biggest, you know, entertainment entity that Microsoft would own at that point. If they, you know, if they, once this deal goes through, it's like, dude. Like it is kind of the, the king of gaming. Like it's not necessarily in a in a league all its own. And I think there's still room for people to go out there and compete. It just hasn't happened yet. And so, I don't know. I mean, I I think at the end of the day, I understand. It, it makes total sense as to why Sony's scared. It makes absolute sense. But I also think that you know the idea that they can compete, they could. They, you know, I think they they mentioned in. The article from a couple weeks ago or, or in their like response from a couple weeks ago that it would take them roughly seven years to to build up a competitor to game pass to be at the level that it's at it's like i don't think that's true man i think if you just if you just said tomorrow god of war ragnarok's in there and every other first party title is in there that changes the landscape completely like imagine 
uh, Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, uh, you know, Ragnarok, so on and so forth, the Last of Us Part 1, you know, and like whatever the next Last of Us ends up being, like all that stuff, that's just in PlayStation Plus. It's a different story, man. I'll go out and buy that shit. I would definitely go out and buy that shit right now, you know, and that's that's revenue that they can be making. It's just it's just weird. Like you have these develop and, and and here's another side to that argument too, right? As far as shooters go, I don't think that Destiny is necessarily in the same category as Call of Duty. But mm-hmm. if you look at the pedigree of Bungie and the fact that they were able to make Destiny, which has absolutely amazing shooting mechanics, um, and you know, obviously the people that were working there worked on Halo, like another great shooter. Um, if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to to fund, you know, Bungie taking the time to make a Call of Duty competitor per se, like like a more traditional boots on the ground shooter without any of the RPG elements and any of that type of stuff, you could do that. Like you have people that you just bought that could make another Call of Duty, which makes the whole whining and complaining thing like stupid because you have one of some of the best developers in the world. When you take it, when you look at Bungie, take a look at Naughty Dog, you take a look at Insomniac, like the best developers in the world. So that argument just, ah, oh man, that, that, that whole yeah, thing. Like, from, you know, they talk about like, there's no competition with micro, not micro, of, uh, what call of duty is like, you know, Look at Bungie. Bungie was a competition back then. You know what I'm saying? With Halo, Halo was a competition when Bungie ran it. Like you know, Halo still you know a good first person shooter, but like you know when Bungie ran it, that was when the game was the shit. Yeah, it was. It was pretty much that was the conversation. It was between Halo and Call of Duty. It was just back and forth, back yeah. and forth. And then Microsoft dropped the ball with with well, partially dropped the ball with Halo, but also like Bungie just didn't want to do it anymore. So that is really when it knocked you know Halo down a, a couple pegs. But I think if if um, if Bungie looked to pivot and be more focused on like the 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 multiplayer experience, like for example, this matter game, I know we that's like a, a term that gets brought it's up a lot. Yeah, but like the, the 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 new IP matter that's supposed to be coming out with that's supposed to be like multiplayer focused. That alone could be the thing that could like maybe not kill Call of Duty, but definitely knock it down a couple pegs. And then you're starting to have that conversation again. I, I just think the, the nature of gaming is so fluid that it just takes for another really great idea to, to pop up to change the landscape of what really is considered the best game out there right now. Right. Like like you look at Fortnite and you look at the, all the different things that Fortnite did. That was on nobody's radar when that first came out. Right. Like, I, I, I think I remember that explicitly getting announced on like. Uh, I think either the Game Awards or something years, years back before Jeff had it as polished as he had it. And I think Cliff Buzinski was the one who came out and, and like announced it. Cliff Buzinski hasn't been at Epic Games for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. And back then it was like a tower defense game. It had nothing to do with, with really shooting other people. Like it was the, the Battle Royale aspect of it came along after the fact because PUBG was popping off. And then boom, now like Fortnite is... You know, I, I would argue probably one of the only other things that you could talk about in like in the same stratosphere as Call of Duty as far as like brand recognition, um, you know, um, revenue every single year, all that type of stuff. Like, so, you know, it, it just goes to show that like anybody could come out with, you know, something that people really seem to latch onto at the right time and just create kind of a cultural phenomenon. So I, there's room for there to be another Call of Duty out there. And I think PlayStation has the resources to make it. I think it's just that they don't want to do that. They don't want to put it in their uh, PlayStation Plus subscription because they know that their their monetization model now works for them. I do understand that. I don't think that they can afford to eat 
losses the way Microsoft can, right? Because obviously Microsoft's just a bigger business. They have a lot more going on. So so like Microsoft, you know, they're they're losing money, or at least I would say they probably were losing a lot of money in the early stages of Game Pass. Right now it's probably profitable, um, but they probably still are taking certain losses here and there to to build up the service even more. I don't think that Sony can take that that level of loss for that long because PlayStation really is the only or the, the main thing that's making Sony itself money. So I guess I can kind of understand that, but I still think it's one of those things where like, if you just start putting bigger games into the service, people will pay attention and just get it. Start bundling it with the PlayStation when you sell it, you know, like there are different ways to feed people into that ecosystem and to get people to buy your services, especially when you make the level of games that you make. But no. Chris, what do you think, man? You, you get a, I mean, um, I, know, I know you, you're still talking about getting a PlayStation five, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to definitely get one at some point for yeah. sure. Okay, okay. Um, uh, it's, a lot of it is uh, a lot of the same stuff I said last week. I really do think they're just crying about nothing at this point. Um, because, again, th- you at least know for three more years, at the very least, you're going to still be getting these games. Could I see it be a, a future where maybe Microsoft decides to go exclusive with the direct games and then still allows like Warzone to be free to play on every platform? Sure, I can see that too. Um, I can see a bunch of different things. But you know what? At the end of the day, uh, Microsoft put themselves in a position where they have the leverage here and they can make their own decision to do what they want to do you can't sit here and cry about it man like it's just not annoying um <laughs> <laughs> super annoying but on top of that you know I, I also think you made a good point with the whole um competition and being able to do so with the you know the devs that you have in house i think one of the reasons why a lot of these other games that come out to to compete with call of duty usually fail is because they are literally just trying to be call of duty Whereas one of the reasons why Halo did well, and one of the reasons why Destiny does well, there is no game out there like Destiny. Destiny is Destiny. Halo is Halo. Um, fucking, I'm trying to think. Uh, what's another good example of a good... Even Titanfall, man. Titanfall is Titanfall. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't... I don't know if there's any other games that remind me of that gameplay. You know what I mean? Like, when you have a really good foundation for FPS, it becomes its own identity, in a sense. And I can't say that not... it. Battlefield almost had it. They fucked it up, but they almost had it. But I can't really say a lot of these other ones really and truly try to differentiate themselves so much from Call of Duty. It's like you can't sit here and try to be them. You got to like take elements of what they're doing mm-hmm. and come up with your own shit. That's how it works. Because they're right. You're probably not going to directly be able to compete with Call of Duty. That's not going to happen. But if you want to make an FPS that people are going to take seriously, you need to be able to give them a reason to to want to play it, man. It's like if I buy a cell phone and the cell phone comes with all these bells and whistles and it costs me $800 and then I got to get another cell phone and the cell phone is like literally trying to look like the other one, but it's minus a couple features and it costs me $100 more. Why the hell would I want to even deal with that? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, make something that is separate, <laughs> like something that works, <laughs> that makes sense. You know, I'm, I'm just tired of seeing it. You know, we've seen it with the kill zone. What, what was this other one? Crossfire that came out on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. There's so many of these games that come out that are like, we got it. We're going to be the Call of Duty thing and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to compete. And they always fall on their face. You know, with Battlefield, at least they could at least said, you know, we have destructible mechanics in our game. Call of Duty can't say that. We have flight suits and things like that. Call of Duty can't say that. We've got this really cool feature where you can switch your attachments on the fly. Call of Duty can't do that. They were starting to come up with all these things. This is why I'm still so disappointed with Battlefield 5 mm. because I really thought that they were um, 
gonna separate themselves to a point where like it's like yo listen we got call of duty but you cannot sleep on battlefield anymore going forward for going forward i just i i I thought that's what we were gonna get didn't happen um but yeah that's the problem man that's why people keep falling man you gotta come up with your own shit stop calling stop trying to come up with call of duty 5.0 like stop it like it doesn't work just let it go (laughs) let it go all right, just, just stop. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, same thing with Grand Theft Auto. How many clones have we seen of Grand Theft Auto and them shits ain't Grand Theft Auto? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just stop. Stop. Yeah. Please. Yeah, that's true. Stop doing like, it. What well, made Saints Row good, too, was like Saints Row, like, was like the, one of the only clones they could really say was like good just because, like, yeah, it was like copying, like, the gangbanging thing, but they did their own thing by being goofy at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. They need their own identity. And I agree. Like, the thing that sucks is, like, PlayStation used to be so innovative. They used to come out with their own different kinds of games, and, you know, people used to love it. Like, you know, we had an Infamous that was just, like, you know, was a great game, and, you know, they're not touching that. It's like I Cooper, all that kind of stuff. Infamous. Jack and Dexter. Bro, SOCOM could have been their, like, could be their home. My brother loves SOCOM, but, man. You know, they kind of just gave up on that. Hillzone, like, back PlayStation 3 was just, like, that game used to be the shit, but, like, I, they just gave up on it so fast when the newest Killzone came out, and like that didn't kick off well for their console exclusive for launch. And like I think just recently they shut down the service for that game with you know RIP. But like you know they they still have like IPs that were once amazing, and they're just basically relying on people buying their consoles so they can play third party games like Call of Duty. I think that's ridiculous. Well, I think. To be fair on that one, I think they saw how things went down with the 360. And that was how Microsoft succeeded for a large part of time on the 360. They got really good with third parties, right? Like Microsoft basically was the one doing the whole exclusivity um, uh, marketing deals with Call of Duty for the longest time. And Mm -hmm. it worked out really well for them. Like that, that helped garner them the idea that like the Xbox was the shooter box, right? And when people thought about Call of Duty, I, I still feel that. I mean, maybe it's just me because I've been biased about it and I've, you know, grew up, I guess, in that era. But I still feel feel like when people think about Call of Duty, they think about Xbox. But I don't know. I, I, Xbox is still the shooter box. Um, Sony capitalized on the idea and they were like, well, look, that's what Microsoft's doing. Let's just, uh, you know, do the same shit for us. And, you know, and obviously there was the missteps with the Xbox One that helped, you know, shit. Uh, like turn the tide a little bit, but yeah, I think a lot of what, what uh, Sony's doing now, what PlayStation's doing now is they basically just kind of took the Xbox 360 um, playbook and then like turned it into their own thing. Uh, you know, obviously Microsoft didn't really have the exclusives that Sony had, but I think that they play it really safe with the exclusives now, uh, Sony that is. Like, I don't think they're really taking that many chances when you look at, um, you know, God of War. And I guess Ghost of Tsushima was different, but it's still fit, like fed into that same style of game that I'm used to seeing from Sony. Like God of oh, War, yeah. same style of game I'm used to seeing from Sony, Uncharted, Last of Us, so on and so forth. Like that that third person action adventure title. And obviously it works. I'm not, I'm not complaining in any of that necessarily in that way but i just think when you look at a lot of the playstation strategy it's just playing it safe and i mean i guess returnal is probably the least safe thing that they've done but even still it it feels it maybe it's just my brain but it just feels like a lot of the same stuff like sifu 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 is like the 
I mean, I, I still love that game. That's up there for the like, game of the year for me. One of my favorite games this year, hands down. But Sifu's probably the one of the closest things that I'm like, okay, this is different. And I've never seen something like this done this way, executed this way. So I give Sony a lot of credit for that. Even though none of their internal studios necessarily made that, Sony was smart enough to recognize it, see that this is a big deal and fund it. And I respect them for that. But as far as the internal studios, I'm not seeing enough of that like innovation that I you know, want to see. Like Microsoft takes chances. Again, Microsoft takes chances because they're in last place. Like there's, you know, there's, there's no way around that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to see more of that. And that's, again, that's like kind of the nature of the competition, right? Like Microsoft's in last place. They're taking more chances. They're buying all these studios. You're probably going to see positive changes to the Activision brand as a whole. You know, maybe we'll get that Tony Hawk back. Maybe we'll get the guitar hero. Maybe they'll fix the things that we all complain about in call of duty. And they're doing that again, because they're in last place. And that's the nature of competition, which is exactly why instead of Sony bitching about this stuff, they just need to, you know, gear up, gear up for war. That's really what this is about. You know, like just get their shit together. Basically. Makes no sense, man. It's a bunch of crying. (laughs) Quite here for that. Shut all that shit up. Nope, we're not here for it. We is not. Yeah, we trying to we trying to see what you you know, Sony. We trying to see what you guys have. You know, like we know we know you guys have banger developers. You know, I just want to see you start greenlighting those those bigger uh, games and and just start releasing some of those franchises. You know, give me give me more reasons to continue to turn back on my my PlayStation Five. Like I just um, I just like redid my whole desk setup and. It's funny, like I did. I didn't plug back in my PlayStation Five. It's it's sitting there next to my PC and next to my Xbox. I just didn't plug it back in because I, I just don't feel like turning it on. I need to turn it on though because I need to play Horizon because I I don't know I don't know what it is, Manny. I just can't I can't play that game yet. I don't know why. Like should I should I just dive in? I know I you know. said it's like, good. You know, I, I liked it personally. I enjoyed everything of it. So, like, I think it's a good game. What what you uh, what would you give it first score? Give it like a. I'll give it an eight. An eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty high. You know, it's a good game, good story. You know, some things are a little repetitive, but other than that, it's like you know, overall, I think it's a good experience. What do you give seafood then? Seafood. Give it at a five because I keep on dying and it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> you better stop, bro. You gave me a heart attack there. <laughs> of five. No, for uh, real. Uh, Seafood's a great game. I'll, you know, like, this, you know, I'm going to rate it differently because it's in, like, your, you know, AAA title that everybody's used to seeing. I think Seafood's definitely, like, higher than eight, like, eight and a half to, like, a nine, I'll say, just because, like, it's innovative. It's something, you know, New, mm-hmm. even though, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could say you could, you've seen those type of games before, but this one's different. You know, you're playing it's a kung fu fighter, you know. Yeah, nine, nine is where I was, yeah, nine is where I landed on yeah. Sifu, and I, I haven't it, finished it yet, but mm-hmm. yeah. like, I'm not gonna punish it for being an indie game. Well, yeah, yeah a, lot no, of, a, lot of, a lot of people tend to do a that, lot of people but, do. yeah, yeah, damn, yo. I'm like, damn, I want to like fire. I want to finish that game too now. So like, do I want to fire up the PlayStation or should I just buy it on PC and just, just, uh, <laughs> why would you do that? No, because bro. I don't want to hook it up, bro. Like I don't want to, I don't want to mess with all the wiring and stuff. Like I already got it yeah. set up nicely. Uh, 
But at the same I'm time, but well, you know I'm what, though, budget. too, it would give me an opportunity, you know, because I got that new graphics card. It give me an opportunity to mess around with that a little bit. So maybe I should, you know, mm. you get getting Saints Row for free, right? I am getting yeah. Saints Row for free. Oh, Danny, there we you. go. Thank you. I'll get Saints Row for free. I'm getting Forspoken, which got pushed back. Um, and then that Sniper Elite game, which, you know, we haven't, we haven't been worried about. <laughs> oh, speaking of games that got pushed back, though, it's probably the last thing before we get out of here. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but that Hogwarts game got pushed back. Sad. Yeah, sad. I feel like besides that showcase, we haven't heard too much news, so I'm kind of like not surprised, yeah. but at the same time, it's like it still sucks because it's another pushback. Yeah, I was gonna say it's another pushback, and then also yeah. now we're unsure if it's even coming to Switch, which I guess doesn't particularly surprise me. But um, yeah, it's getting pushed back to February 2023. This is like the new trend now, right? Like February is the new fall. We're gonna be getting a ton of random kind of, games yeah. in February. I don't know, man. Bad. Somebody, somebody, just shift that over a little bit. Give us something in June, the July, games, man. Like it's either holiday or the beginning of the year. I don't want to like be bunched up with a bunch of games, yeah, which leads annoying. me to forget a bunch of games. Which is why, like, you probably haven't played Horizon because I came out at a bad time. Just exactly. like you know, yep. I didn't play Dying Light too because like Sifu came out literally a couple days later, and then like you know, I got stuck on that, and then Horizon, Elden Ring, like oh, spread out your games, developers. Like I don't know why y'all think the holiday season is it because like this whole summer there could have been some game. And we talked about this, I think, pre-show, where, like, Riders Republic could have, like, instead of released, like, last year in November when all those other games came out, they could have released the summertime. Everybody would have had their summer game been fine with it. But Absolutely, man. You're 1,000% right, bro. Like, yeah. there's, there's, to me, when I think about gaming nowadays, um, like, games really popping off the way, you know, like, Elden Ring did, it ends up having to be, like, a cultural, like, situation, so if you were releasing something around, I mean, I guess that this isn't necessarily new, but also the idea of social media definitely like compounds that now. So like you think about when Elden Ring dropped, right? It was just like, boom, like I'm seeing stuff on TikTok. I'm seeing stuff on Twitter, da, 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 like memes, this, that, blah, 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 blah. It, it builds up the hype of what Elden Ring is. So people, more people play it, you know, um, that automatically encompasses anything that's near it. Like you don't, you didn't hear, you didn't see no Horizon memes. Like maybe for like the first week, you saw some stuff about Sifu, but like that died off real quick. It was like as soon as Elden Ring dropped, it sucked all the air out of the space. So like, if I'm a developer, why why do you want to continue to drop all these games around the same time frame? Like if like you said, Riders Republic, if that dropped in the summer, that that could have been a whole vibe for people streaming it, for people just, you know, having something to consume. Fall Guys was like a, you know, when that dropped, that that's probably one of the smarter ideas that Media uh, Tonic and Epic, who owns them now, um, mm-hmm. did. It was like dropping it at the time from that they dropped it, you know, like um, not only when it initially came out on PlayStation and PC, but when they kind of did like a relaunch for the free-to-play thing that came out on Xbox and, and Switch, it was like there was a time frame for that. That became like a, another like cultural reset too. Like you started seeing TikToks about it. People were talking about it a little bit more. Obviously, it wasn't as big as when it first came out, but you know, it gave us something to digest. Like there should be more of that spaced out over a certain period of time. Like Horizon would have benefited greatly if it wasn't near Elden Ring. Sifu would have benefited mm-hmm. greatly if it wasn't near Horizon and Elden Ring. Um, you know, it's just space that shit out. Give us some stuff yeah. now. Yeah. Now we don't have like, better. We still we still got that in like October. Every game I swear is coming out in the same week. Yeah. You got Call of Duty come out like the twenty fifth. Uh 
I don't know any other games because like I, I probably really don't care. But, but yeah, I remember you know, when we were watching those uh, those things at the um, the Summer Games Fest live, and then like the, mm-hmm. the other stuff that was happening, it was like yeah, October, E3, October, E3. October, October, and it's like, bro, why why is everything happening in October now? That's like weird. Uh, I don't know, man. Very weird. Yeah, and the God God of War is probably gonna over over take all of them. <laughs> it's true. It will. I mean, it it will. It's just that's just how it, how it goes. Um, I mean, unless unless we get something random that kind of slips through, uh, Callisto Protocol is one of those things that's happening like in December, and I think it's it's smartly like just away from mm-hmm. God of War. Well, I guess it's probably what when is God of War coming out again? It's November. We'll just say beginning November beginning okay if sifu shifted itself a little bit closer to the oh, sorry not, not sifu Callisto protocol shifted itself a little bit closer to the middle of december i think that would be like a perfect place for it to just kind of live on its own and i i mean i think that's game that game is going to be huge i've actually been playing dead space 3 with uh with felix recently so like been getting back into that mode and like the the horror aspects of it and this dude just yeah. being like horrified <laughs> just absolutely hilarious so i got <laughs> Gotta say, I cannot wait for Callisto Protocol to drop. Same. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess guys, we'll you know we'll talk more about it next week. We could we could sit here talking for forever about the stuff, but we're already going over an hour. So you know, we want to thank you guys for watching and listening. Um, please make sure to to subscribe. You know, on the uh, on the YouTube page, I think we actually got our 69th subscriber. It was uh, hey. our boy Marquise. So we got to shout him out, Marquise. Thank you for being the 69th. Um, Thanks. You know, giggity and all that good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, guys, make sure to like and subscribe. Um, you know, we're trying to get to hundred by the end of the year. We gotta that that's gotta be our goal. We're gonna we're gonna hit it. I, I think we're gonna hit it. So anybody who's listening or watching, you know, share it with a friend, let people know about us. Um, if you like what you what you hear, you know, let people let other people know about it, you know, share the wealth. So thank you guys again for watching and listening. We will check you guys out next week to talk about opening night live. Peace. Yeah. Oops.